when it comes to cybersecurity, are happy days here again? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Miko Hippinen, Chief Research Officer at F-Secure. Welcome, Miko. Thank you. So for those a few who may not have heard of you, give us a brief summary of your professional background, if you will. Well, I have a, I have a very simple work history with computer security. I joined this small computer security startup in 1991, and I'm still working there today. So 28 years I've been working for F-Secure, initially doing development, then doing analysis, then doing research. And nowadays, I guess I spend most of my time traveling to different conferences and venues and doing briefings to our customers and clients all over the world. You attended both the recent DEF CON and Black Hat security conferences. What topics caught your attention at both of those conferences? These conferences are becoming huge. And when you add on B-Sites and QuareCon, it's, it's becoming a circus. I mean, everybody now calls it the, the Hacker Summer Camp because there isn't just one event. It's, it's, it's a whole week of things. And all of them are growing. It's just crazy how big they've become. DEFCON is still the biggest. It now covered four different hotels, which is how crazy it is. They did announce that next year, Jeff is going to take us from these four hotels to brand new Caesars Forum, which is a place which apparently they are still building in, in Vegas. And, and when I think back, like what, what really happened last week, tons of different topics were covered, but I can't come up with any single game-changing thing that everybody would be speaking about. Um, we are becoming more mature as an industry. It is getting harder and harder to break stuff. When you look at the technical level that people needed to go through to break into iPhones, which was one of the topics, or modern routers, which was another topic, it, it is actually hard. So, so we are doing, you know, we are succeeding. We are, we are doing things that will make it harder for attackers to you know, gain access to all these systems. What are the types of issues that enterprise security professionals should learn about right now? There is so much hype in the air. When you just walk through the halls of, in the expo hall, everybody was claiming to have the latest and greatest technology with combined blockchain and artificial intelligence. So it, it's hard to keep your head level when you're looking for solutions in this space. At the very same time, it's also quite clear that happy days are here again. Massive amounts of funding are coming into security space. Publicly listed companies are recording record level market caps. And when you look at new, newly listed security companies, I guess best example is CrowdStrike. Their valuation is close to 20 billion US dollars now in market cap, and they're still making a loss. That's roughly as big as the biggest old public computer security companies in the world, like Checkpoint and Palo Alto, and even bigger than Symantec. But of course, one of the topics in Black Hat and DEFCON was what's happening to Symantec now that they are being effectively split up into two different companies. And then the last thing that I think I want to mention about what really was happening there last week, um, Apple was there once again uh, on Black Hat stage going through exactly how they secured their devices. And it's, you have to raise, raise your hat to the level of work they put into the security and privacy of their phones and, and other devices. Obviously, the number one competitor to mobile devices for Apple is Android and Google, and they are trying to bang on the drum that these are more privacy-centric than anything you could ever get from Google. 
which obviously is true because Google's business model is to collect information about all of us and sell that to advertisers where Apple's business model is to sell us overpriced gear. So speaking of mobile, you mentioned Apple, you mentioned Google. What are the what should consumers understand uh, about gaming? I don't know, smart home. What should the average technology user be ahead of? Users, sometimes they think that everybody should be a security expert today in order to use you know, modern technology. And, and quite often when there are security problems, we tend to blame the user. Stupid user clicked on the wrong link. Stupid user lost his password. Well, I'll tell you what. In most of these cases, it's not really stupid users. It's stupid systems. And we really shouldn't be relying on the expertise level of the average internet user because obviously everybody is on the internet. Everybody from teenage girls to grandmothers. And we can't really expect everybody to be a computer security expert. So in many cases, we would be better off in taking off the responsibility away from the people who can't handle it in the beginning and put the responsibility to where it belongs. And it belongs to hardware manufacturers, operating system manufacturers, and security companies, and telcos that actually provide the connectivity. What about autonomous vehicles like cars, trucks, drones? Are these being hardened enough to ensure that they can be operated safely? DEFCON had, again, a car hacking village. This time they had a Tesla in there and the price was pretty obvious. If you hack this car, you win this car. And it was hacked and somebody got a brand new Tesla 3. So things are hackable. There was also a voting hack village and voting devices were hacked there as well. Um, that's easy to say, but of course, it's a little bit different thing when you have a physical access and unlimited time at your hand to find vulnerabilities in, in these things, which effectively are data centers on four wheels. Most of the things that people think about when they hear about car hacking are things that are never going to happen. I mean, evil hackers are not going to hack your Ford and drive you off a cliff to kill you because that's not something that just happened. It happens in the movies. It doesn't happen in the real world. What's far more likely to happen in the real world because of car hacking is that someone's going to hack your car to open the doors to steal your car. I mean, car theft is already a problem. And obviously, if car theft gangs could steal cars without breaking windows, they'd rather do that. That's the kind of attack which actually makes sense. And let me also note it here. For the record, one day, someone somewhere will turn a self-driving car into a self-stealing car, which means you'll wake up in the morning only to realize your car has driven off in the middle of the night and it's somewhere in the different state right now. Okay, that's not good. Um, what about advanced security technologies like artificial intelligence, quantum computing? Are our existing tools and methods keeping up with advances in these areas as well? We are winning when you look at artificial intelligence and machine learning. What I mean by that is that all security companies use machine learning today. Most companies have been using it for quite a while. We started using machine learning eight years ago at F-Secure. So this is nothing new. Good guys, security companies use machine learning extensively, basically because it's the only way we can keep up with the massive amount of data we have to analyze. And then when we look at the attacker's side, we aren't actually seeing attackers using machine learning yet. Um, obviously, they could. And there's been tons of research into bad things they could do with machine learning, like 
self-learning programs which modify their code to make detection harder or phishing attacks which will change their tactics when they learn what works or what doesn't. These are all real valid threats. They just haven't happened yet. And I have a theory why it hasn't happened yet. Right now we have massive lack of, of expertise and, and, and massive skills gap. I mean, if you know anything about data science, if you know anything about programming machine learning, if you know anything about artificial engineering theory, you'll easily get a job anywhere on the planet with your well-paying job with your skills. So you don't have to go into a life of crime. But this isn't going to last forever. Things are becoming easier and easier to use. The barrier to entry is lower and lower. And within, I don't know, two, three, four years, any idiot will be able to use machine learning. And then we will start seeing real attacks using machine learning. And, and before you get angry comments about this video, no, no, we've already seen attacks. We've seen attacks which try to poison machine learning systems used by security companies. So for example, we collect a lot of malware samples and then we use that to teach our systems to tell the difference between good and bad binaries, good and bad programs. And we regularly get attacked. I mean, bad guys upload gazillions of files to try to confuse our learning mechanisms. Sure, we see that. But that's not the same thing. It's, it, that's, not, that's not attackers using machine learning to do actual attacks in the real world. That's just trying to poison machine learning systems used by the good guys. Miko Hippinen, Chief Research Officer at F-Secure. If somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want more of your insights from, uh, from the events or any other events, how can they reach you? I'm easy to find on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Miko, M-I-K-K-O. Thanks again, Miko. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.